You are listening to the MetaPropCast, the podcast of innovation and technology in real estate. I'm your host, Phil Russo. And don't forget to subscribe to the MetaPropCast on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, and metaprop.org. Listening to the MetaPropCast, the podcast of innovation in real estate technology. Our guest today, January 10th, 2017, is Karen Mayo, CEO and co founder of Nestio. Hi, Karen. Hi there, Philip. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Tell me, what is Nestio? Nestio is the industry's leading um, leasing management and marketing automation platform for the multifamily industry, specifically on the residential side. Now, it sounds to me like there are a lot of companies doing something like that. What differentiates Nestio? You know, really what differentiates Nestio is we focus quite heavily on sort of the back-end piece when it comes to real estate professionals, which we define as, you know, our core customer segments, landlords, management companies, fee managers, and brokerage firms. Where we focus specifically on the residential piece, um, we sort of uh, largely focused focus on on uh, rentals for the majority of the company's life, and you know we really seek to spend a lot of time with our customer segments to get them off of some of the offline system, systems they've been using previously, spreadsheets, old school databases, fax machines in some instances, if you can believe it to really streamline their workflow so that when it comes to managing and marketing their properties across their respective channels, be it listing websites, um, communicating with brokers, communicating even with their own in-house teams, they're able to do that much more effectively. You were in advertising at the Wall Street Journal, a pretty old school place. How did you get from there to where you are now? It's a great question. Um, Yeah, well, so I think for me, I, I always knew that starting my own company would be something that would happen in the future. It was really just a matter of when and what I'd want to be working on. And, you know, while I was at the journal, I I was fortunate where I was able to sell into many different categories. I started off in financial and sort of insurance based clients. And then, um, I soon took on luxury, um, international. I touched real estate as well. And I spent a lot of time just kind of honing my my sales chops, learning more just about sort of how a how a, how a large brand like the Wall Street Journal not only is built but gets maintained. And it was a fantastic experience. But again, I, I always knew that in my heart of hearts, I I wanted to build something from scratch. And um, you know, I, I I spent a lot of time talking to folks sort of in in the tech tech world and the tech community in New York. Um, I spent a lot of time, you know, I joke around that my co-founder and I co-founder dated before we got co-founder married. And what I mean by that is that we just spent a lot of time getting to know each other. And he and I both coalesced around the idea of the fact that the real estate industry, particularly, you know, initially for apartment hunters, is pretty broken. It was very difficult to find a place to live. Um, It was a very disorganized sort of uh, harried process. And we were both really passionate about making it better. And when at that point I kind of keyed in on the industry that was really interesting to me, a potential solution, and then the early beginnings of a team, that's when I knew it was it was the time to to you know move on, take a leap, and start start something from scratch. In doing that, uh, you obviously gained a lot of experience in marketing uh, from the journal. 
and it must be very different at Mnestio. How did it, that experience relate to what you're doing now as far as marketing? It's a great question. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it was it was pretty sobering, you know, the first, even, I'd say the first year or two, um, sometimes even now, right, of starting the company, going from a big established brand and corporation, frankly, right, to a small, nimble team and, and, and startup. You know, there, there are tons of, of small differences. There are obviously bigger differences. I, I think the biggest thing for me that I took away almost immediately from, from leaving the journal is, wow, you know, there's so much more ownership now, right? The, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? You know, my wins are my wins, but my losses are also my losses, right? Like we're, we're building everything from scratch and it's, it's hard sometimes not to, I want to say take things personally, but almost beat yourself up where you feel like, wow, I have so much ownership When things go well. It, it feels great. But when, you know, sometimes things take longer than you thought, or it doesn't go exactly according to plan. I, I think it's easy to say, wow, well, you know, I, I can't blame anyone, but you know, but me. I'd say with regard to your specific question around marketing, you know, I think, you know, my time at the journal, I was also at Nike before that, um, out of their satellite office in New York, I was able to really get a sense from working at those two companies, how brands are, are, are maintained, um, how brands maintain the excitement, even internally, not just externally with, with their, with their actual teams and employees, how they keep them really excited. And, you know, I think what it enabled me to do was start to reverse engineer and say, okay, well, you know, you know, with, you know, I mean, how do I create that level of excitement and maintain it um, with just the kernel of an idea or the seed of an idea? You know, I mean, how do you do that? So, I mean, I think that, you know, those two brands taught me a lot as I look ahead of what I want Nestio to be in, you know, three, five, ten years. But also, like, how do, how do, you, how do you build a brand, but how to maintain the excitement of a brand, which is something I... I I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I spent a lot of time thinking about it when I initially started the company. And as you're building your brand, you're sharing the knowledge you're gaining day by day with others. For instance, you're an active mentor uh, with Metaprop NYC's Accelerator program. What's that been like? Oh, it's been fantastic. I'm a huge fan of, of the Metaprop team. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of folks that I've been working with. It's awesome. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer in paying things forward as much as you can. So, um, you know, when we initially started out, we had a close team of mentors, my co-founder and I, many of those mentors are now either investors within my company. They are advisors to my company. They are friends of mine, um, personally. Um, so I was really able to parlay, I think the, the early days of starting my company into some pretty profound relationships with the folks that I, I met within the first, I'd say six months or so of um, starting Nestio. And I hope to give that back to other companies as well. So, you know, if, if I can spend time with a company and share lessons learned, um, be super candid about things that I wish I did better, or differently, talk about things that I did well, and, and hopefully shorten that learning curve for folks that, that, that come after me that are launching businesses, I'm always happy to do that. And I think it's super, super important because frankly, if I didn't have that type, that type of guidance or mentorship in the early days, I don't know if I'd be here today. Is there any one uh, mentoring recommendation that you got or one that you came up with on your own that you're sharing with the uh, Metaprop Accelerator companies you're working with? And is mentoring really um, a necessity for all entrepreneurs? That's, those are two great questions. So we'll, um, to, to touch on the first piece, 
mentorship sort of guidance or advice or how to mentor or how to be mentored. I'd say, you know, a big thing for me that I, I learned early on was to make it easy for people to help you. So I'll give you an example of this. When I asked, or even to this day, right, whenever I'm asking someone for a favor, for an introduction, let's say, right, I always ask and ideally try to follow up with a forwardable email of why I want this introduction, what I'd like to talk to that person about, the, the person who I would who I would like to speak to. If I've keyed in on a contact, I always try to run that through LinkedIn. So if, if, if I'm not sure who to, who to talk to, um, I can be very pointed and say, hey, mentor A, I see that you're connected to person B. I'd like to speak with them about XYZ, by the way, here's a forwardable email so you could just forward it along and see if they're open to an introduction. You know, that's something that's super important because people are always, you know, people are very busy. And, you know, if you can take some of the work of doing a favor off their plate, it's important to do that. And it, it also shows that you're, I think, aware and, you know, you sort of understand that, you know, people probably get, particularly some of the folks, you know, the mentors within my network, they get hundreds of emails a day. So how can I streamline that and, and make it easy to help? So, so that's a big one. That's sort of a bigger lesson that I learned. Separately, also, when you are asking a favor of someone, you know, we had sort of a, a group of mentors um, in the early days, and they were all great for, for different reasons, right? We had someone who was a bit more product focused, someone who was a bit more sort of sales focused. So understanding who to talk to about certain problems or concerns or opportunities and, and why is also super important, right? You don't want to talk to your product person about a sales issue you're having. It, it sounds simple and rudimentary, but it's something worth being aware of. So making it easy for people to help you and, and doing that through some work, but also through direction and focus. So that's that's sort of the first piece. So um, Philip, and now to touch on the second part of your question, which you know our mentor is necessary for, for all entrepreneurs, that's hard to say. I can speak personally that for me, they were beyond necessary. Um, I was a first time founder. I didn't even know what I didn't know. But, you know, I, I knew how, how important it was. And frankly, I was eager to sort of tap into the experience of folks who have done this before, almost like, you know, Sherpas sort of guiding the way for me and to learn from prior experience. So for me, yes, it was a necessity. I will say part of what is very important when you're surrounding yourself with mentors, advisors, you know, whatever you want to call them or however you're sort of leveraging these, you know, smart people in the room around you is, you know, to, again, be very focused about your asks to sort of leverage those mentors effectively so that it's not a waste of your time. It's not a waste of, you know, of theirs and to really be open to that type of feedback. So, you know, again, like when, when you're, when you're thinking about, you know, bringing on a mentor or working with someone a little bit more closely, <clears throat> it's really important to have that focus and, you know, again, for, for me, it was, it was critical, you know, and also being able to, to digest those data points as, as exactly what they are, right? Data points. So not having a mentor run your business, but leveraging their experience in a really targeted, focused way and um, making it easy for those folks to help you. So, I mean, again, I, I, I can't stress enough the importance of mentors, but, you know, it's important that they're, it's a tool and they are, they are resources at your disposal that, you know, you use correctly and respectfully and, and, you know, and all of that. You are listening to the MetaPropCast. I'm your host, Phil Russo. We're speaking today with Karen Mayo, CEO and co-founder of Nestio. Karen, vis-a-vis -vis Nestio, 
why is it that residential real estate seems to be adopting technology so much faster than commercial real estate or other real estate sectors? Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny. You know, we, I, you know, if you were to compare residential against commercial, it seems faster, right? But then when you compare residential, commercial, when you compare real estate, the real estate category against other other industries, it's you know, there's a world of difference, right? And we're still, you know, for for many other industries, if they were to look at real estate, it still seems like we're stuck in the stone ages. So I suppose it's all relative, right? But um, I will say with regards to my own clients and prospective clients, folks that I talk to on a, on, a, on a daily basis, I'd say that there are a couple of things and a couple of trends that they're seeing and that we're seeing that's getting them to sort of pick their heads up and say, oh, wow, like we should start paying closer attention to, to technology and some of the advancements being made. I'd say from, you know, for, you know, I mean, just as a first point here, new construction has had a pretty profound effect on the way that people think about differentiating themselves. So what I mean by that is, you know, when we first started the company and, you know, again, we were initially doing something a bit different, a bit more consumer focused, but, you know, we, we pivoted and evolved the mission about three years ago. When I was initially calling on these landlords, fee managers, brokers about three years back, it was almost like, well, if it ain't broke, right? So it's like they had these systems, some of them were old school, they were siloed, they didn't function correctly. I'm still getting my apartments rented, right? I'm still getting my inventory out there and, and, and closing deals. Whereas now, a lot of folks are looking around and they're saying, wow, there's, there's new construction happening to the north of me, to the south of me, to the east of me, to the west of me. And there's, you know, there, you know, there are new, there, you know, there are new buildings coming online and they, you know, I sort of run the risk of them out amenitizing me, out marketing me, sort of out pricing me. And folks are starting to become more aware of, wow, okay, it's, it's not sort of just set it and forget it anymore. I need to start being a bit more proactive as far as, as far as the enhancements I can make to my workflow, to my marketing efforts, to give myself a leg up to compete. So that's sort of a, a, a pretty a pretty big change. I also think that consumers are demanding more of the professionals that they work with. There are a lot more options now, and I think consumers are starting to you know turn back to the professionals they work with, be it a broker, a fee manager, or, or a landlord directly. And you know, as a consumer, I have my smartphone open. I'm able to run searches from my mobile device. Yet I still have to call my landlord, right, to schedule an appointment or, or prospective landlord to schedule an appointment. I still have to fax an application in. There's certain certain things that haven't been fully adopted in a widespread way by 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 the majority of landlords, fee managers, and brokers, where there's this disconnect. Thirdly, I'd say the professionals themselves are starting to see the benefits of tech innovation in their personal lives, right? Like if, if I'm a big landlord or a big developer, maybe I take an Uber to work or um, maybe I have the latest iPhone, right? Or a new iPad and I use that for my personal use and I'm saying, wow, there's this disconnect, but I'm still on this old school either DOS-based system or I'm running Excel for my inventory reports. Um, there's a disconnect between how I use technology personally versus the way my business is, is leveraging it professionally. So people are starting to view those gaps and really view them as issues. So I'd say those three things, at least from my standpoint, are why residential professionals are starting to adopt and review and assess new, um, new, new advancements in technology, largely to stay ahead, be, be more proactive, and then also to answer you know, some of these calls from, from some of their clients to make sure that they're, they're, they're staying competitive. I unfortunately, I can't speak to the commercial side of things, but again, from the residential side, I'm, I'm very pleased. A lot of the folks that we've called on a few years back 
are, you know, now three years later, it's a totally different world and they're, they're more engaged and they're rolling up their sleeves and they're turning to companies like mine and saying, tell me what I can do to stay ahead. So rather than saying, no, we're good, click, hang up the phone, they're way more receptive than they ever were to, to looking at new products and, and sort of new pieces of uh, functionality or new companies that can really enhance their workflow. Let's uh, talk a little about leadership. Woman sure. CEO, is that still a thing? <laughs> Depends how you define thing. Um, you know, I think you know, for me, I've, I've been able to extract a lot of benefits from being a female CEO. And largely what I mean by that is through camaraderie with other female CEOs. I think, you know, I've had a really... I've been fortunate where I've had a really close group of a lot of my early mentors, advisors, even investors in the company were female. And um, a lot of the sort of fellow founders who I've been able to, to build relationships with in New York, um, in other cities, folks that are, you know, that are, that have started their companies around the same time that I have, there's just been this sort of unspoken bond and this camaraderie. And I think women in the workplace have moved away from that sort of competitive culture much, much, they're, they're moving much closer to a, to a more collaborative one, which again, as a female CEO enables me to, to extract a, you know, a lot from that. I can build really great relationships. I, um, I can lean on some of these mentors and fellow founders and, you know, speak openly with them. I, I can, I can build friendships. I, I, you know, it's, it's been a plus for me and the relationships that I've been able to build. But yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure for some it's a thing. I'm sure maybe I, I've been naive or ignorant to the fact that, that it's been a thing for me, but I, I just try not to dwell on it. I think for me, like the biggest thing is, yeah, yes, I'm a female. Yes, I'm in a, um, what's historically been a male dominated industry of real estate, even, even in tech, right? So you sort of have that, that, you know, sort of two pieces at play. I just try, you know, for better or for worse, I try not to view it as negative, try to get down about it. I just try to focus and figure out how, how can I build better relationships? How can I build the best possible company that I can, you know, and, re and recruit, you know, the most talented folks around me. And that leads me to my last question for you at Nestio. What is uh, Nestio's next big thing? <laughs> our next big thing, you know, really for Nestio, you know, our, our vision is to, you know, uh, transform the lives of our customers. And, you know, as I mentioned, residential landlords, fee managers, brokers, really give them a platform and tools to make their jobs easier, to make them more effective, to make, you know, them look like A players and not, you know, have a whole outpouring of, of extra effort, enable them to, to be more efficient. You know, and I think what I'm really excited about, you know, a lot of the work that I've done since we started the company, a lot of the work that I'll continue to do in this upcoming year is really just get close to our customers, to our prospective customers, and spend more time with them, understanding how they're using the product today, understanding some enhancements that they're looking to make to their workflow, what their goals are, and then spotting opportunities within that. I think we've done a really good job of doing that. That's effectively how we started the company. I got really close to the right, to the, to the right folks. I learned more about their workflow, and I had this really cool bird's eye view as far as kind of what, what multiple companies were doing to try to manage and, and market, you know, their, their uh, information to the masses. 
And I'm just looking forward to continuing to do that and spot more opportunities there. You know, I mean, we've seen a lot of opportunity in the way folks market their information, the way folks present their own brand online, be it their own website, their listings on other websites, their um, email communications to broker partners and internal partners, et cetera. So we've made, um, you know, we've launched a lot of different types of product to cater to that workflow. And I'm, I'm just looking for, forward to, to more of it. Um, sort of in line with, you know, some of the, some of the enhancements we're seeing around, you know, we're seeing a lot of cool things in our industry, AIs, a lot, a a lot of cool stuff around virtual tours and stuff like that. And I'm just, you know, part of our mission is just to stay close to all of that, understand how it can fit into our clients or prospects, broader goals, and then putting something together that, um, enables them to leverage technology in an effective way, but also in an intuitive way that doesn't completely disrupt, you know, what, you know, what they're, what they're currently doing and, and their, their current business models. So, yeah, so long winded answer, but, you know, to, you know, to continue to, to service our clients and provide best in class solutions. Karen Mayo, CEO and co-founder of Nestio. Thanks for all your time today. This has been fascinating. Continued success with Nestio and thank you all for joining us on the MetaPropCast. Thanks, Philip. Thanks, everyone. This is Philip Russo. Thank you for listening.